Welcome to your Best Foot Forward podcast. I'm your host, Claire Edwards, and I built this podcast for the young 20-something multitaskers. In the middle of trying to balance work, school, relationships, and somehow our own personal health, is easy to get overwhelmed and lose our way sometimes. To inspire you to find your way to the best version of yourself, on this pod, you will hear my conversations with people that are putting their best foot forward in certain aspects of their life, whether that is physically, mentally, in relationships with others, during tough times, new experiences, and more. Since different things work for different people, these conversations aren't telling you what you should be doing, as you have enough people in this world telling you that. But instead, I hope these guests feel relatable and inspire you to explore new ways to put your best foot forward in your life. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm so excited to share this episode with you today because it's all about life's pivots. I think for a lot of us when we were in college, we had a plan or a vision for what we were going to do after we graduate. For a lot of us, it's getting that dream job that coincides with your major or getting into that dream grad school. But what happens when things don't go as we envisioned? We tend to definitely freak out, but we are forced to pivot. And my guest today can definitely speak to that. My friend Cecilia Rodriguez started out in that dream job that coincided with her major, but found out not long after that the universe was calling her to do something else. Cecilia is actually 27, so a little older than my usual guests, but she takes us through her many pivots in her early 20s that got her to where she is today. She is a test that we do come out on the other side after all the things that life throws at us in the years right out of college. I absolutely loved talking to her, and she is so knowledgeable on so many topics such as film, yoga, social media, herbalism, and more, all due to her many life pivots that she's had. So I hope this conversation gives you courage to make those life pivots and hope that you're going to make it out on the other side. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the episode. Thank you so much for willing to do this and share how you've had many life pivots and everything like that. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, So to give everyone some background about how Cecilia and I met was from Katie Dale Bout's podcast workshop that I mentioned in my first episode. Although we haven't met in person, it's been really nice to have someone to chat with about the different struggles of podcasting and bounce ideas off of and everything. Yeah, definitely. It's been so, so nice to like have, um, somebody who knows what you're going through. It's so much more than I ever thought. Oh my gosh. Like, no, like to under, to talk to you and be like, Hey, are you like struggling with this too? Or do you have any information about this aspect? It's been so nice to like collaborate on that. Totally. Definitely. So before we get into everything, can you kind of introduce yourself and what you're up to, what projects you have going on and everything? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Cecilia. I um, have a podcast coming out called Aeon of Health, and um, that'll be launching here hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, but um, as Claire mentioned, I've had a lot of life pivots to end up where I am today. So um, I'm currently um, about a year like out from starting a post-bac pre-med program. Um, for anybody who doesn't know who that, what that is, if you decide, I, I didn't even know this was a possibility until recently. Um, if you decide to, um, take like a career pivot or change your career, um, after, after you do college to go into medicine, there's, um, post programs and you basically have to do your entire undergrad in science again. <laughs> so, um, I have that going on and, um, my original degree was in film and media. So I, um, have been doing, or I did that originally and started doing social media. That's currently what I do now. And I own a business, um, doing social media and web design. And then, um, I have like a health and wellness blog coming out to share kind of like everything that I've learned along the way. Um, I started out in herbalism and, to like deal with some of my own health problems. And, um, now I'm going to medical school. It's kind of like, it's like hard to, like, like I said, like list it off of like what's going on right now, but yeah, that's, I'll start there. (laughs) No, that's awesome. You have so many things going on right now and so many exciting things. And it sounds like a lot of your different things that you have done over time are all coming together now, which is so exciting for you. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, definitely. It like, whenever I like try to explain what's going on in my life or like what I'm doing or like pretty much like that intro, it's really hard to not sound like just confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I do this and I do this and I do this. Um, but I mean, it really has like compounded over the past six years. Mm-hmm. Um, to like add up to everything that I can like list off on my day to day now. Absolutely. Oh, I think something we forgot to mention was that you're 27. So when you say six years, that's from college to now. Um, I remember. Yeah, definitely. I remember when we, the first time we had chatted and you had said you're 27 and I was catering my podcast at that point to just 20 somethings and you were like oh well I'm experiencing different things at 27 than I was at 22 or 23 you should totally possibly look into doing just the early 20 somethings and that's how I kind of created my audience was from that conversation with you so thank you so much for that oh my gosh yeah it's so true it like yeah Mm -hmm. like I can definitely get into that later um (laughs) being on the other side of it just because like I was like thinking about I saw some challenge on Instagram that was like um a letter to myself five years ago or something like that Mm -hmm. and that like really hit a chord because I just like I really had no idea I was dealing with so much and like like all of you probably 20 somethings out there who just graduated college like I think it is so underrated how difficult that year, that transitional year out of college is. 
and like how kind of like make or break it is to your trajectory. Like it's either going to like solidify that you're going in the right direction, like with whatever major major you chose, or it's going to completely blow up your life and you're going to have to like pivot into something else. Mm -hmm. Which gets into kind of our topic of all the different pivots you've had and very much like your stories that I've heard from you are like very inspiring to me that it is okay to pivot. It mm-hmm. really is. It's okay to not be doing what you majored in or what you thought the plan was. It's really okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I, <laughs> it's funny because now everybody I know is getting married or having babies and stuff. And they're like, there's so much stuff they don't tell you. And I felt like that, like coming out of college that I was like, I think that you're just, you're so like highly, well, first of all, like college is just not, unless you're like working full time and you like are are kind of like already like an adult in college. Um, it's just not an actual representation of like what life outside of it is. Mm -hmm. And like, you have to like, you have to figure that out, like how to just be an adult without the safety net that is college and like college is like an ideal adult world. (laughs) It's just unreal. Like there's always like money on your like cafeteria card, like, like all of those things. It's like fake, like, like Disneyland, you know, where like you can go and pretend to be an adult for the day. Like the kids can Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) that's what it's called. That's That's like for most people, at least my experience was like, that's how college was. And so you're just like blindsided when you graduate and you get some high paying job or some like very intense job, or I think pretty much any quote unquote dream job that you get is going to slap you in the face, like a two by four, um, <laughs> because of the not stuff to, that not like, to scare the people like, that haven't graduated yet. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I mean to say that like, it's not the job or the stress or anything. It's just that like, nothing else is taken care of for you. Like you have to like learn how to pay like all of these different bills at one time. Like you have to learn how to like feed yourself correctly Mm -hmm. so that you're not burnt out and like, don't feel awful because you can't sleep till noon the next day. Like it's just stuff like that, that I think is um, really difficult. And I wish there was a little bit more transparency that like a lot of people go through it. And like, because if you don't feel good, like it's okay. Like you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Well, and that kind of speaks to what we're talking about with different stages and pivots and transitions. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of start out with that? You kind of touched on your college experience, but can you start with you graduating and what mm-hmm. did you do right out of college? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, so when I graduated, I was really nervous because, um, I had studied basically art Mm -hmm. and nobody around me really had like none of my friends, like all of funny enough, this was before college. I had no idea that like medicine was the route I was going to go. That was like the farthest thing from my mind. Mm -hmm. But, um, ironically two, I think actually three of my friends, um, two of my roommates and three of my friends were all going to medical school, like my closest ones. And then other people were in banking or economics or finances. So they already had like their lives, like probably by December, I think, isn't that? Or January, something like that. When like most people, yeah, like they're like, I know where I'm going. I already got like my bonus, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, I was like kind of freaking out because I didn't have that. But 
I knew I wanted to go to LA eventually. Um, and, but none of, none of it was planned. I graduated and, um, I like, I got a gift to go to Spain. And so I traveled, um, and when I got back, like some sort of divine intervention happened. And one of my roommates from college had moved to LA to work for a nonprofit and, um, found this amazing, like apartment, really low rent parking space, which in LA is like, you have to pay a lot for a parking space. And, um, it was super affordable. So I ended up like getting back from my trip and moving straight to LA. And I thought that it was going to take me years to get to LA to like save up and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was like planning on living that starving artist life, but it happened a lot sooner than I thought. So I moved to LA and I, I think I got a temp job and then, um, another, like, I feel like my, my like career prior to where I'm at today was like, just these like little synchronicities that like things like lined up Mm -hmm. and I had no plan about like, it, it happening. So it turned out a girl that I knew from college um, worked at a a studio, like a really well known studio, as a PA, I think. Yeah, producer's assistant. Is that what a PA is? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, long story short, I ended up working like probably. I think this was at this time, like three months out of college, and this. I had like my dream job, like to be a film major and to get, um, like a salary job with benefits and stuff. Like it's just unheard of. Like you have to work so long and like so many unpaid hours is like the thought of how this happens. So I was like over the moon. I was like, I'm in my dream job. Like, this is amazing. I live in the city, like blah, blah, blah. The hours are insane. And the like stress is so high. Um, my like health really started to take a, like a, take a dive. And, um, that's kind of like where my whole story starts. Um, I had this like big grand plan of becoming a screenwriter and like living that life. And then, um, I think I slowly but surely realized that that like wasn't going to happen for me right then because my health was just like telling me otherwise like my body kind of told me no before I like was listening to the other signs so I like was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease when I was like 14 or 15 but it had never really like affected my life but because of the level of stress that I was under in that first job um like any autoimmune disease you can have like flare-ups that are just completely debilitating and so that started to happen to me but I didn't realize that that was going on and I thought that um I thought that there was something wrong with me, like that I just like couldn't hang or I wasn't working hard enough. And like, that's why I was tired or just like stuff like that. It was like the complete opposite of what was happening. Um, so once like my, my body started to give out, it was interesting because everything like around me started to give out as well. It was like, I didn't make the decision to leave. (laughs) Like almost the universe made the decision for me to leave, to leave your job leave that quote-unquote dream job it was just like the hot like the work environment started to get like very hostile there was um some within the studio like celebrity drama like things like (laughs) things are happening that like were completely outside of like what was happening internally but it just like was so interesting that it all happened at the same time and um then like out of (laughs) 
I had to find a new place to live um, because our lease was up. This is what prompted me to leave my job um, because I ended up living with um, somebody who was a screenwriter and a director. And then I got like an offer to like work with her. Um, and it was cause my, I had a couple of friends in LA who had, um, jobs as assistants and it was just better, um, as far as like a work-life balance because you can work from home and like, it's just a little bit more flexibility. Um, and it's not as demanding constantly or in, in like different chunks that opportunity like came and I took it and I ended up leaving the corporate job. So I made that change and I was like really hoping for um, a lot for like a, a physical change. Nothing changed physically. I still was like really struggling. Um, it was getting worse. I was starting to feel like a lot of like pain, almost like fibromyalgia throughout like my entire body because I had just been at such a point of like high stress that like everything was <laughs> blowing up inside my body. I just like knew that I had to leave LA. Okay. It was just like some internal like voice that was like, you have to go heal yourself and take care of this now. I decided that like my idea when I left LA was that, um, I was going to go kind of get like some sort of, I don't know if I was like thinking a prescription or I don't know what I was thinking was going to heal me. I was just going to like go into the shop, get fixed and then come back. I was, I gave myself a year. I was like, I'll be back in 12 months. I swear. And, um, like that's the only way I kind of like talked myself into leaving. How long after college did you leave LA? Like, was it a year? Was it? Um, it was a little over a year. Okay. Which I was like super freaked out about because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm a failure. Like I can't make it in the city. I'm going to be doomed to live in my hometown my whole life. And so like, I really like wasn't accepting that this was happening at that time. Um, but yeah, I think that would, I would call that like my rock bottom. So, so where did you go? (laughs) So (laughs) where did I go? So I went, I went home to Colorado Okay. and, um, actually like the reason that I was like, Oh, I can definitely like learn how to be healthy and like, um, live like a holistic life. Um, my friend from high school, told me about like a yoga teacher training that was happening in my hometown and I was like oh god and then I'll travel and I'll teach some yoga and then I'll come back to the to my life or whatever and that did not happen the the, like yoga teacher training changed everything that's awesome that's so, so that was one of the ways that you found to start healing yeah I think if if I have like any sort of takeaway for like anybody else um of that time is that the universe like is always speaking to you. And if you're not listening, it's just going to get like consecutively like louder. So if you're like, for me, I was in a, I was in the wrong job. Like I wasn't in my like right path or whatever you can say. So I think like the way I interpret what happened was that, um, I was like, I don't know, I think it's probably like an Oprah quote or something with like the universe picked me up and then put me on the right path. Okay. But it happened through like suffering. <laughs> like, no, but it was, even if even if that wasn't your planned path, you felt like you had to listen to the universe and be like, Okay, I need to be choosing a different path. Um 
No, I was like still really stubborn at that time. I thought that like, I was like, whatever, what you're saying to me and everything. <laughs> I just was like, I'm going to go get myself to a point where like, I can be here. So you went back to Colorado, you did the yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. And then what came after that? Did you continue to do that? Teach yoga? What was next for you? Um, I... I think so what happened in like the yoga teacher training and a little bit before I, I totally forgot about this part, but like, um, I started to like, just want to study everything about like being able to live a life that you want to live and not being at the mercy of what major you chose or what, um, in my case, like what genetics you have. I started learning about, um, epigenetics through Deepak Chopra, which is funny. That was like my intro to it. And, um, I started to get obsessed with the fact that you can pretty much think in a certain way to like have what you want happen. Okay. Hmm. So from that point, my life kind of changed because the way I thought changed, it was no longer that I wasn't in control You had changed and I had felt so out of control for like the past year when all of this stuff was happening. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. I kind of. I don't know, you know, when you go to a doctor's office and you want, you want to tell them everything that's going on for you and you're like this, this, and this, and this, and they're like, well, I can help you with X, Y, and Z, but this is probably due to this, this, and this. I think when you have the tools of something like yoga or meditation, um, it can give you like an insight to like the root of what's going on and yoga like made me really get to the root of my life. Um, so what was next for you on your journey then? Um, I did the yoga teacher training and then, um, I went to Peru. Were you living in Peru or were you just traveling there? I just, I just went there for six weeks. Okay. Um, but that's kind of where I like, um, I don't know. There's something about Peru that like awoke this, like, like this, like healer side of me that I like wanted to learn about everything, everything I could about healing. Mm -hmm. I went to the, um, what is it called? To Machu Picchu and like, we like traveled all through like, um, Cusco and stuff like that. And it's just, I don't know. I like, I knew at that point that I wasn't going back to LA. It just kind of like was clear to me there that like whatever was awoken within me or awakened within me about getting to the root of my life and like learning how to heal myself and like share that healing kind of happened in Peru. Um, but I had no idea what that looked like. And I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. It was just like something happened. there. (laughs) You had an epiphany. (laughs) Yeah. So like, it was just like a a knowing that I wasn't going back to LA. So instead of going back to LA after Peru, where did you go? I went back to Colorado Springs because I like, like I also was like okay definitely gonna do the yoga thing and travel and like learn about how people are doing healing across the world because there's in Mexico I'm I'm Mexican there's curanderas and stuff like that and so I I had been familiar with that and then in Peru there's shamanism um and so I really was interested in like indigenous healing and like herbal healing and um that was like sort of my plan so I ended up (laughs) 
I was like, I know that like yoga isn't going to pay the bills to get me around the world. So I started learning tech. Like I, I was like, maybe I'll learn to like code websites and stuff. And that's kind of like where my business started. I took some courses and then, um, yeah. So th- that was like kind of like my plan. I was in Colorado Springs for a while and then, um, learning that. And then that led me to go to Austin for a little bit to do the coding. Okay. So you went to Austin and you learned how to do all the technology stuff and get the tools to make these next steps that you wanted to take to create a business. Yeah. I, I think at that time I didn't realize what I was doing was like gathering the information that I would later sort of like integrate into this like bigger approach. But I, I think at that time I had just kind of surrendered and I was like, all right, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going mm-hmm. with everything that kind of came my way. And I think, um, those moments just come from, I don't know that, like not knowing of what's happening, you know, yeah. like, and just surrendering to that, not knowing, mm-hmm. which is the hardest thing to do. Like, especially if you're, you know, if you had been planning something for your life this whole time, mm-hmm. I think I had to really heal from that too. Cause I, you know, my, I had been planning to be this person for so long. And when that person didn't work out, I didn't, I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. No, that, and that can like cause like an internal freak out and. Oh yeah. Of, or like a midlife 20 crisis of like, what am I doing? But no, it Mm -hmm. sounds like that that time was important for you to start developing your business and everything and what you ultimately wanted to do and where you are today. Um, Mm -hmm. So you went and learned about different tech stuff to help you start your business. And then what came after that? I, um, what I really wanted to do was use like my tech skills to help, um, like through this, when I was making all of those life changes and learning, um, about yoga and stuff, I was slowly moving, um, towards like using non-toxic products that like would, wouldn't disrupt my hormones. And like, just, I was like slowly living to learning to live this like holistic life. And through that, I had found a lot of different, um, products at like local health food stores that didn't have really like the, you know, marketing Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And so I wanted to take my skills and help like those types of companies. Um, but I came back, I was still dealing, this is not to say that I was like healed at that time at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but I came back and I was learning or trying to like get in touch. I I have a friend who um, owns a health food store. So I was like doing different things. And then, um, I started to work with a clinical herbalist. Um, to help me and then that's when I started working for the clinical herbalist at the um apothecary okay. doing like both like kind of like website stuff and like tech stuff and then also learning um because I'm where in that timeline I started to take um courses with her okay um and so learning like the fundamentals of herbalism so in your terms because I don't think everybody necessarily knows what herbalism is what is herbalism to you So I think like herbalism has different levels of it. It can be clinical herbalism where plants are used in a medicinal way to heal the body. Mm -hmm. I think there's lifestyle herbalism where you're using herbal supplements like moon juice or sun potion, like, like everybody putting like powders or even like 
the vital proteins like collagen mix, like there's hibiscus and all of these different plants have different property, like different healing properties. Um, for me, herbalism has been a way to like heal my body and like my mind and my spirit to not go down like the snake of the timeline that I have here. I think this was around probably like 2017. I had been working there for, um, no, sorry, 2018. 2017, 2018, I had been working at the apothecary, um, for about a year and a half. And kind of at that point, um, that's kind of seemed where like my trajectory was going. And at that time I kind of was like, okay, I've been working here for a year. You kind of have to like make next steps. Like, are you going to stick with this and like learn more about herbalism? Um, are you going to go to school? Are you going to stay? Like, I felt like I needed to make like a forward movement. So was this kind of the point where you were mixing, you were doing social media for the apothecary, but you were also at the same time learning about herbalism? Yeah, I would say the herbalism and the like holistic living and um, all of that was more what I was doing than tech. Mm -hmm. I like originally had like learned tech and social media and all that stuff like as a means to travel. Um, But um, I like didn't, I just kind of did it like in conjunction because I, I knew that like tech wasn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I found herbalism, it was like, I don't know, like, a like a coming home kind of feeling like I had never, I had never felt that in any other job that it was just like, mm-hmm. um, listening to people's stories and how, you know, cause usually I, I think another thing that like really struck me and it's like one of the reasons why I ultimately chose to pursue medicine was that usually people who um, have like chronic illnesses, alternative medicine is the like herbalism or Ayurveda and things like that aren't, aren't usually the first steps they take. It's usually the last steps they've taken when they don't feel that, you know, Western medicine is meaning like what they need. And so hearing all these stories of like people with cancer, people with diabetes, like people like really sick people here at like an apothecary, um, it shouldn't have been a last resort. Like these things are like, not all things are lifestyle modifiable, but a lot of the time, like it's based on diet and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I started to question like, why wasn't this the first step? Because the reason I ended up where I was is because nutrition and lifestyle weren't addressed at the beginning okay that's a super interesting way of looking at it yeah and then I started to discover doctors um who are like trying to change that in medicine Mm -hmm. looking at herbalism before you would look at um look looking at medicine from like a functional medicine standpoint and like um nutrition and that that being I guess preventative medicine okay as the primary, like, as the first primary care, primary, like, first step. Okay. Um, and then I also just, like, I, my mm, personality is one where, like, I like to know everything, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I wasn't getting that, um, to the level I wanted with herbalism, like, it had its own, like, I wanted to know more, like, I wanted to know everything. I wanted to know why, like, the cells were reacting in a certain way with, like, this. this, this. Yeah. It's like, 
there's not as much research and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So would you say that you've taken all these different experiences and definitely used them to bring you to where you are today? I feel like they have, I think it's all kind of come into perspective now that I'm like on the other side of it. Cause to be honest, I, I really didn't know where I was like, what was happening, like as it happened. And as far as like pivoting in life, I think I was moving towards what was best for me and made most sense for me in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, so like there were a lot of like conscious decisions, obviously like Mm -hmm. (laughs) choosing medicine was a very like conscious decision and took a lot of time and so much research. But like, I think, um, something that I like encountered, there's going to be challenges to everything that you pursue, Mm -hmm. but I think that there's a certain level of like ease with where you're supposed to be. Okay. Like that door might not open immediately, but it'll eventually like maybe a window will open or you'll see a different path to get to like the house that you're trying to get to. I think it's really important to just explore everything. I love what Gary Vee says again, Gary Vaynerchuk, if any of you know who he is, um, talking about the long game and like how young you truly are. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to have it all figured out at 20. Like you could, <laughs> he says it so many times that like you could literally like sit on your butt until you're 30 or 40 or 50 and then have an entire like whole career where you become a millionaire or all of that stuff within 10 years, just the way like the plane of like social media and like that sort of field is. Like you can, you can really choose who you want to be and how you want to show up every single moment. I would say that I tried to have like the most grace for myself because a lot of the times, like I was afraid that like I wasn't going to get anywhere. I wasn't going to like amount to anything because all of these pivots I was making in life weren't adding up, mm-hmm. but I was like expecting 10 years of progress in three months. And that's where I think I kept going wrong with like putting so much pressure on myself in the short term when like really your career and your life is a long game. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just how much money you make. It really truly is like what kind of like life you have Mm -hmm. your standard of living. Like these are all things that like you need to take into consideration and like allow for growth and change to happen. No, I love that. I, that's great wisdom to have for sure. Um, and something that we can all really think about and apply to our own lives. Um, yeah, definitely. But, so I, I asked everyone this question. The show is called Your Best Foot Forward. So through all of these different stages and pivots you've made, what would you say you're most proud of how you've put your best foot forward? I would say that I'm most proud of like trying, um, trying new things. Yeah. Of just like seeing something and like going for it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would be, I think I'm on like, not a mantra, but like something that I always told myself, um, was that it's okay to be bad. So I think I would say that I'm most proud of like kind of, um, being shameless in that. Because like and trying something even if you find you're bad at it. 
Yeah, because like you're there are a few things in life that you're like gonna just do and like be dope at. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Take some practice. If, if ever, like if ever, you just kind of like, oh, I'm just gonna go snowboard, and like you go down a black and you like don't you know eat it. I don't like it's. Yeah, I would say just just try like be fearless in trying. That's awesome. And you've definitely been fearless in all these different transitions and pivots you've had. And it sounds like you've made it out on the other side and are still growing (laughs) from there. So go you. Definitely own that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been it's been a wild one. Because, yeah, like I just like want to give my 22 year old self a hug and like say that it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I'm sure so many people would love to hear that. (laughs) But, like, do you still deal with, like, all of, I don't know, is it it as freaky as I remember it, or am I remembering it more, like, dramatic than it is? I think it's, I think being in this stage is, it can be a lot because you have this new freedom, I would say, because... Mm -hmm we went through all the steps of like, oh, you're supposed to go to high school and you're supposed to go to college and you're supposed to get a job. Well, like once you do all those things, what are you supposed to do after that? Like the world, (laughs) the world is yours. And so you have to figure out what to do with that new freedom. And sometimes Mm. that's more challenging than you think it's going to be. Oh, that's so true but you do have to just try. And I like how you said, like, you're most proud of yourself of just going after it and going for it. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this and, like, willing to open up and share and give us all 20-somethings hope that it's really okay to pivot, even if it seems scary. Oh, it totally is. You'll figure it out. There's so much time. There really is. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much. Like, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to my episode with Cecilia. I will put her blog site and Instagram handle in the footnotes so you can follow all her work. And as always, make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at your BFF podcast. Thanks, guys. See you next time.